Blog Talk Radio. Aloha, and welcome to your Metaphysical Minute with Hawaii Psychic, Geraldine St. Joseph. Today, our talk topic is how to choose a good psychic. This is a question a lot of people have because there are people out there who aren't, we'll say, as professional as others. Selecting the right psychic is like choosing a doctor. You need to find someone who's good at what they do, empathetic, caring, and professional. Ultimately, it comes down to a personal preference. You need to feel comfortable with and have some confidence in whomever you choose. In all professions, you'll find a wide range of people, those that do it for the money, the charlatans, the honest, the ethical, and the professional, among others. What should you look for when choosing a psychic? Well, the first thing you need to do is observe the practitioner when they're doing a reading. Does the person really listen to you? Do they seem sincere? Are they more concerned with the time limit and the money than your welfare? Will they simply leave you crying when the time is up, or do they guide you back to a better place? Are they trying to instill fear, or are they being more honest and forthright with you? Do you feel like they're trying to find out what you want to hear, and is that what they're giving you? The question is, what kind of state do they leave you in after the reading? Are they being comforting? If you've come across a painful experience, can they help you through it? Having someone see who you really are behind your everyday facade can be a very moving experience. There are times when you will walk away from a reading with tears in your eyes. A good cry is a healthy outlet for your emotions. It can be very cleansing. Or you might be hysterical because they just told you something and then didn't follow through with letting you know why it's happening or uh, it may be completely untrue and just something you're really afraid of. You need to gauge how you feel by the time the reading is over. Also, you need to remember that we all relate to information through our own filters. So my background, my past, my environment, my beliefs, sometimes will color what I'm seeing for you. This happens to all psychics. It's very difficult to be very um, objective. Although that is our goal, not all psychics can tell between the difference of what is coming through spirit and what is their own belief or thought coming up. They may not be trained. They may not care. So it just depends. You can feel in your gut whether what they're saying is true to you. It's natural for us to look through our own filters. But be aware of that when having a reading. Be aware when having a reading if someone has a certain belief. Maybe this person doesn't believe in marriage and you're asking them marital advice. Maybe they don't believe in disciplining their children and you're asking them about your children. So get to know your psychic a little bit. They should be giving you some personal information while they're giving you the reading so that you can gauge where they're coming from. For example, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I had several readings, more for advice on how to handle her father and where that relationship was going than anything else. A psychic actually suggested that I have an abortion. I was appalled. She saw my relationship as being over, and she equated that with non-survival because she was so afraid of being a single parent 
that she could not conceive of it at all. She was very sincere and she was really trying to be helpful, but that was not good advice for me. When you receive advice from a psychic, you really need to listen to your own intuition and make a decision. It's guidance. It's not law. And there are very, very few things that happen in your life that are 100% rock solid that are going to happen no matter what. Your decisions and your actions color everything. So when you're choosing a, a psychic, the best way is through experience. I've had clients call me and do a 15-minute reading to start off with just to see if they're comfortable with me. If they're not, they don't call back. If they are, then they get longer readings. Referrals can also help. If you have a good friend who's been seeing someone for a while, um, they may know the person, whether they're ethical or have high integrity. You need to look to see what kinds of things are said about the psychic that you're going to or the practitioner of any kind. No one is going to be universally adored. So don't write off somebody because you hear of one bad experience. Everybody has bad days, even psychics. So there are times when we may be a little bit off due to something else going on in our lives. Mercury might be retrograde. You don't know. But just because someone has one bad experience doesn't mean that you throw the baby out with the bathwater. Many times people will, especially with the use of the Internet today, they'll either attack their competition or people will say very nasty things uh, about a reading because they didn't hear what they wanted to hear. I've had clients who've told me during the entire reading that I was completely wrong. I had no idea what I was talking about. This was not touching anything that they're doing. And the more that they protested, the more I realized that I was really hitting core issues. Then weeks later, you get a phone call from these same people who tell you how wrong you were. And they call you back and say, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Everything you said was right. So in the moment, in the heat of the moment, they may put something up on the Internet or badmouth someone, but it's more because they don't want to change or they don't want to hear what needs to be heard. And it takes them a little while to process the information. There are definite things that should raise red flags for you, though. You need to be wary of psychics who speak in absolutes. Anyone who claims to be 100% accurate is a liar. Scientific studies have shown that even the best psychics only have a 78 to 85% accuracy rating. To be considered psychic, I believe it's over 65%. A normal person usually rates about a 30%. So no one is 100%. Part of that is because you change things with your decisions. If you've made a decision, your free will changes the path. Every step you take changes what comes before you. Every decision you make changes your intention, and spirit tries to bring you what you need. So even though there are accuracy ratings and there's different things you could do to test that, the truth of the matter is the reason why you're going to a psychic is to get a general idea of the landscape ahead of you so that you can plan for it. Be careful of practitioners who throw the, world, the word evil around. It is a very powerful word, and most of us do not use it lightly. Everybody's heard stories about the psychic who sees evil that must be removed. 
These practitioners will usually require that you pay them copious amounts of money, and usually you have to come for several sessions. Their idea is to frighten you and to milk you for everything that you're worth. As soon as the psychic starts telling you, don't tell anybody about this, and you can't tell anybody what I'm doing, and they talk about manipulating other people, then you know you need to run the other direction. This person is just out to steal money from you, basically. Another variation on that is a psychic who tries to ride your coattails to success. They insert themselves into your reading. I once had uh, the misfortune of being around a psychic who did that, and um, she would see that someone was going to be successful, say, doing a movie, and she would insist that she had to have some part in the movie uh, and be listed as a psychic advisor on screen in the credits and things like that. And she ruined a lot of people's careers that way. She scared a lot of people because she told them that unless they did what she told them to, that they would fail. But basically what happened was when they listened to what she told them, they failed. So you really need to be careful of that. What's sad about this type of fraud is that I found that a lot of these types are actually accurate and gifted psychics. So there's really no reason for them to do this except pure greed. And I don't understand the greed and lust for power that accompanies that type of behavior. But it's out there, so be careful of it. Often you can feel yourself being manipulated also. So be aware of that. You don't, energetically, should not feel really uncomfortable around the person, especially after the first five or ten minutes of the reading. You should be very relaxed and open. Of course, there are times when you're talking about things that are tense subjects or hard to deal with, but it's a different type of a feeling. Basically, the proof is in the pudding. Even Jesus said in Matthew 7:15, be on your guard against false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but underneath are wolves on the prowl. You will know them by their deeds. How do you feel after reading? Was it uplifting and helpful, or did it foster fear? Very little of what happens to you is unavoidable. You need to take responsibility for your own future. Our purpose is to give you an idea of the landscape. You need to decide how you're going to navigate that. So, now... I am ready to take callers, anyone who has a question or a story about different instances that they've dealt with on how to choose a good psychic or recommendations, different people that they've dealt with. Our call-in number is 347-838-8162. That's 347-838-8162. Part of the beauty of the Internet right now is that because of the Internet, we can go online and kind of scope out what people are like. I recommend going on people's websites and not judging by the glitz and glamour because, let's face it, most of us do not have technical skills. And we're paying somebody else to do our website most of the time, so it may or may not reflect our personality. What you want to look for are articles that we've written, uh, listen to talk shows if we do them, 
And if you call someone, they should be able to tell you a little bit about the way they receive information and what their belief system is. I often get the question, um, do you believe in God? Of course we believe in God. We're spiritual people. We may not believe in the same illusion, or illusion's not the right word, the same aspect of God, or look at God the same way. But we do believe in God. And I speak for myself and many of my peers. My friend uh, Jennifer O, who will be on at 10 o'clock, and she's listed under Hawaii Psychic here at Blog Talk Radio. She has her Ten Commandments of choosing a psychic. And the first is, thou shalt not take the psychic's word as the law of the land. God gave us free will. Use it. That's very, very important to remember that. Thou shalt not see a psychic more than once every three months, only on rare occasions. We then resort to having to tell you things like, I see you buying some new shoes. Let's face it, life doesn't change that quickly. Sometimes it does, and when you're in crisis, that's one thing, but most people don't need a psychic reading more than maybe once or twice a year. I have many clients who come to me only every other year because they receive a thorough reading, they do about an hour, an hour and a half, and then they're set. Sometimes you come back for many readings for clarification during the course of time, but for the most part, basically all we're doing you is giving you guideposts and then you take it from there. Thou shalt not push your own intuition aside <coughs> Excuse me, or stop relying on it. You have your own intuition, which will tell you whether or not the person speaking with you is trustworthy. Now, that's one of the issues that I have with a lot of these shysters out there is because they do have gifts, and they can tell you things that, they shouldn't be able to know, and they are very accurate on certain things. And then what they do is they twist that. They get you to trust them, and then they twist it. So when it turns from something helpful into something demanding and draining, that's when you know you need to walk away. A practitioner should not ask you to pay $1,000 because they need special medals and a special candle and da-da-da-da. Um, I sometimes do clearings and blessings with candles myself. A seven-day candle costs under $2. There's no reason to charge somebody $1,000 for that. So I see we have a caller, and let's see what they have to say. Aloha. Aloha. Mahalo for taking my call. Um, I was actually uh, listening. Um, I I have trouble with my computer uh, with listening to the show, but I wasn't sure if you were taking um, readings later. No, I'm just doing questions on the subject. Okay. My I've, friend uh, Jennifer, at uh, she's on from 10 to 11. She often does many readings during the course of the show. Okay. Can mm-hmm. I just listen? Sure. And do you have any questions about... Um, Selecting a psychic, or do you have any stories about what you think makes a good psychic or what you think makes a bad psychic? Um, well, I, you know, I, I was just calling it because I'm just getting started listening to what you're talking about, but um, mm-hmm. so I don't want to repeat anything you may have already said or 
You can repeat. People need to hear that every time before they actually listen. (laughs) Okay. Um, But, yeah, I think you might have been talking about people who, you said something like candles that are $1,000. Yes. Is that what you were talking about? Okay, right. That's that's not, yeah, that's definitely a sign to run to the hills. Exactly. Do you know anybody who's ever had that experience? Um, I do know someone who, uh, I, I actually had a client who did talk to a number of psychics. I think she had uh, gone to, I think, a lot of, uh, like, where they do those first free, first few minutes free. And, of course, oh, mm-hmm. it was generally in the same story. Um, yes, there's this dark energy, and I'll be happy to do this. And, no, I don't really charge for my services, but I have to use these special candles. And, I mean, they ranged anywhere from mm-hmm. 250 to I think yeah, you're right, a thousand dollars or so, and um, I don't know. And there's a, there's been that discussion of, well, you don't necessarily want to prescribe to that, but then it's scary to think that well, maybe they'll actually pray against you, and so is it sort of like maybe psychic vamp um, extortion? Exactly, that's exactly what they're doing. Um, most of the time, what my experience with those types of practitioners have been because I get a lot of people after they've been through that is that they're too busy trying to hook in another person to bother sending anything towards you. It's a waste of their energetic. So they just want to pull in other people who, who feel needy that they think they can hook in. So they generally, after you say, no, I said, I'm done. They don't bother because it takes okay. too much energy to do that. <coughs> okay. That's an awesome one. I think just so you're full that's good. Yeah, and the other thing you could do is protect yourself. Um, and there's different protection rituals you can do. Some things are real simple, like just wear peridot. Um, I'm going to be doing a show just on, on gemstones, but peridot is one of the strongest shields, white light shields. You'll actually be almost invisible um, so that you can't be read, you can't be found if you charge the peridot up properly. Um, you could do a white light candle for yourself, putting a shield of protection around you and bounce back anything that's sent to you. But um, as I said, in my experience, and I've dealt probably at this point with a little over 100 of them, they don't bother. They want the money. They don't really care about you. And if you get away, there's always another one. There's always somebody else on the hook. Right. So I would say you need to stand your ground if you ever come up against that and just... Like, uh, no, we're not doing this. Goodbye. And then that'll be the end of it. But that's like that other woman that I was telling you about who, um, I don't know whether you heard that part or not. She, what she does is she inserts herself into your reading. If you're going to be famous, if you're someone who's going to have a great deal of success, she inserts herself into your reading so that she makes it like she's the one who makes you successful and you need her. So that if you're selling, say, a screenplay and you're going to make it into a movie, she's like, well, you have to work with me and I'll guide you into doing this and only together we're going to be able to do this because if if you don't do this with me, you're going to fail. And then what ends up happening is if you listen to her, she does give you some decent advice, but she's so full of herself and what she wants that it ends up ruining whatever it was that you were going to do anyway. Mm. So it's really sad to watch that type of uh, unethical practice happen. 
chill. Do you believe that all people are psychic on some level? I think that everyone has that ability and, you know, it's just a matter of tapping into it and opening up. Do you know how to tell the difference between whether you're feeling something as an emotion, as a thought, or as an intuition? For me, I ask my guides three times. Oh, three times? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I check with them. Your physical body will respond. And if it's a thought, usually the physical response isn't much. If it's an emotion, you feel it in the heart and the throat, like in the upper chest and the throat area. It'll tighten up or loosen up. If it's an intuition, it's right in your solar plexus, which is right at the bottom of your rib cage. And if it's a, a no, it tightens up. If it's a yes, then it opens up and it feels more um, like a freer energetic. So if you pay attention to how your body is responding when someone's talking to you, you can feel your solar plexus tighten and loosen as the person talks. And if they're lying to you, or if there's some kind of danger there, often your solar plexus are going to tighten up and you're going to feel like a backward pull. So that's the way I teach mm-hmm. people to, to really discern amongst. But asking the question three times, that's a good idea also. But for people who aren't um, as clear, who can't hear as well. So... So do you have um, anything else to add, or did you want to ask anything else? No, I was just listening and checking to see if you were doing readings. But um, no, I'm I'm right now just at the point of listening. Okay, well, thank you. Are you on the islands with me? No, I Because you said mahalo, and most people don't know mahalo unless they're here. (laughs) No, I've, I've, I've spent a lot of time there. Okay. Well, hopefully you'll be able to come back soon. I hope so, too. Yeah. All righty. Well, I'm going to get back to um, the Ten Commandments. It's written by Psychic Hawaii, Psychic Jennifer O. And uh, if you have anything else to add, feel free to give us a call back. Okay. Is it okay for me to listen? Oh, of course. Because, I'm sorry, my, uh, my computer doesn't work and I need to call in in order to listen to the show. Well, that's fine. I'll just leave you on. I'll just leave you on the line, and I'll just have to click you off if somebody else calls in. Oh, okay. You don't and have that switchboard where you just can... I have the switchboard, but I this is only my second show, okay. so I'm not sure how it works. If you can only have one person at a time. If you can have more than one person at a time, then I'll just click on the second person. Okay. So... We'll see how that works. We'll experiment. <laughs> okay, great. Nobody's calling in just yet, so you're good. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks. All righty. Um, oh, this is one of my favorite ones. We talked about not pushing your own intuition aside. You really need to learn how to follow your own intuition just because your guides work best with you because you're their primary concern. Whenever I pray and I ask questions, I always ask that the greater good be served. That way it's uh, more of a universal energy, energetic that comes through. 
Now, number four is thou shall not remove clothes or be touched for reading unless you're having your palm read. If this is the only way you can get a reading, find another psychic. The reason why that's in there is because there are some people um, that will try to con you into believing that you have to take your shirt off or they have to touch your chest or it's kind of like they try to fondle you and use the reading as an excuse. And um, that's a very dangerous game to play because they're preying on that need for intimacy that happens. The reason, part of the reason why you call a psychic is because there's a sense that you really want somebody to know you and to see through everything and give you what you need. So that type of a person really preys on that vulnerability. So you need to be careful of that. Um, I've only come across one person um, thus far who's really bad with that, and he used to have you lean up against him, and he'd stick his hand down your shirt. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't think so. And he would actually get some women to completely undress while he would sit there and hold them and, and do the reading. So I I found that a little bit odd. So I never referred anyone to him. And I also found that the information he was getting when I talked to the women afterwards, they would feel uncomfortable about the reading, obviously. But it didn't seem like anybody got any really good information either. So he's not really doing a reading. He's just using it as a an excuse to harass women, basically. Um, so far as touching, other types of touch, I do know readers who hold your hands while they do the reading or they'll have their hand on your shoulder. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't see a problem with that unless you feel uncomfortable. Um, when you're holding someone's hand during the reading, um, that's in order to really let the energetic flow. And some people, that's the way they get their information is through their hands. They also can hold something that you are holding. I do readings with crystal balls sometimes, and the way we work those is that you sit there and you hold a crystal ball and thinking about whatever it is that you need to know and just to get your energetic on it, and then I take crystal ball back and then start the reading from there. But like anything else, these are all tools to help us focus our intuition. There are hundreds of different kinds of tools, and different psychics can pick up just about anything and read it um, because the tool is just there to help focus what we're seeing. It's really not absolutely necessary. It's helpful, especially when you're dealing with many different um, many different people at one time. Um, for instance, I did a um, teacher's appreciation day, and I did 35 people in a day. And when you're doing something like that, where you only have like two minutes with each person, you want to be very, very focused so that... <coughs> so that you don't have to um, take too much time trying to hone in. So you do something simple, like a, oftentimes when I'm doing quickies like that, I do handwriting. Handwriting analysis is very useful. And sorry about that. And it's a simple, easy way to go right into what the person is experiencing right at that moment and where they need to go. So 
let's see. What else do we have here? Number five, thou shalt use the psychic reading as advice or guidance, which is basically what we've been saying all along. You are responsible for your own decisions. You have free will. God gave you free will for a reason. And it's not so you can hand it over to somebody else. Um, Often we receive people who are very insistent on us telling them exactly what's going to happen. But what's going to happen? Well, you need to make a decision before I can see what's going to happen. But what's going to happen? What's supposed to happen? Well, you can go this way, this way, or this way. There's a symbol in Kabbalah called the Tree of Life. And the Tree of Life is a symbol of the 22 paths. And basically what it tells you is that all roads lead to Rome. Everything's going in the same direction. Everything is taking you to the same place. The question is, how do you get there? Do you take the difficult journey? Do you take an easier journey? Do you take the middle road? What lessons are you going to learn along the way? But that's your decision. When I do readings, often what I do is we look at, okay, if you decide this, this is the probable outcome. If you decide this, this is the probable outcome. If you decide this, this is the probable outcome. And then you need to decide of those different directions, which way do you want to go? So basically, seeing a psychic does not take away your responsibility. Seeing a psychic should help you firm up what direction you want to go in and help you see a little bit further as to the whys. Why is something happening? What is the benefit of this? Where do I need to be next? It's guidance. It's not in concrete. It's not written on tablets. It's just giving you a general outlay of this is the way things are happening. If you continue on your path in this way, this is what's going to happen. Number seven, thou shalt never replace a physician, financial planner, or lawyer with a psychic. These are specialists trained in a specific area. Most psychics are specialized in spiritual areas and life coaching. So although some of us have different backgrounds, um, I myself have studied law, you shouldn't go to us as your primary source for that particular thing. If you're sick and the physicians can't figure it out, go to a medical intuitive, get a better idea of what's going on or where it's going on, and they should be able to tell you what kind of testing you need to do in order to find what's necessary. But that's not where you stop. You still go and take care of things. If there's a problem that is a legal problem, you still need to seek out advice from a lawyer who knows the laws in your state. If you're looking for financial advice, somebody who really knows what options are out there for you is definitely the person to go to. Once you have those options, if you need some guidance in selecting which thing is going to work for you, then you you might ask a psychic some questions about that. But they should not be the do-all and the end-all. They shouldn't be the only person you talk to. It's, It's like when you gather advice from several different people and you take all that information in and then make decisions for yourself because ultimately you are responsible for you. Number eight. Thou shall use psychic mediums for insight or spiritual issues like past loved ones passing on. So... Basically, a psychic's work is to give you insight. I think I've said that enough. I think I've said that enough. 
You should choose that. You should choose that. You should choose that. You should choose that. You should choose Please give me a call, or if you'd like to share any of your experiences, you can find me at www.voiceofspirit.com, at psychicinhawaii.com. I have another website called gabrielstrumpet.net, which is what I use for my business consulting practice. And I also work at Gaia Hawaii, which is a store in Honolulu which sells beautiful gemstones. And next Sunday, I will be there doing a gemstone class for anyone who's interested. And that's in Pucks Alley in Honolulu. And our website is GaiaHawaiiOnline.com. If you'd like to send me questions for the next show, please email me at Geraldine at VoiceOfSpirit.com. G E R a-L-Y-N, Geraldine, at voiceofspirit.com. Next week's show will be Metaphysics 101, The Basics. So I'd like to see what questions you have and if there's anything that you need clarity on. Um, Hawaii Psychic Jen was going to call in, and I see her here, but for some reason I can't get her on air. Um, So... Basically, you are responsible for your life. You are responsible for the decisions that you make, regardless of the advice that you receive from someone else. A psychic should help you clarify some decisions. They should be able to be comforting in times of need. They should not ask you for copious amounts of money for special candles and things like that. And if they start telling you right off the bat that you have a darkness around you and I can take that curse off, definitely run in the other direction. Very seldom is bad luck created by other people. We generally create our own by the way we think, the decisions we make, and the actions we take. So we need to look at our lives and see how can we change it. What do I really want? What is spirit bringing me? The forces will align to help you, but you need to be clear as far as what it is that you want. I have a really good 
had a really good quote from uh, from Conan O'Brien, who I know is an odd person to have a quote from. But I'm not going to quote it exactly <coughs> because I don't have it in front of me. Oh, thank you. He says, nobody really knows what they're doing. You can be afraid or you can be liberated by that. I choose to be liberated. Conan O'Brien said that. I think you should choose to be liberated. Allow the information that you get, give you a good idea of what's to come, a way to prepare for it, and a way to deal with things. Very, very few things are inevitable. So... So choosing a psychic is a very important thing, just like choosing a doctor. You don't want to choose the wrong person. Okay. Well, if anybody knows, I see that Hawaii Psychic Jen is on my switchboard, and there's a little hand with a little arrow facing up. I have no idea what that means. So I don't know how to get her on the line so that you can actually hear her comments, but you did hear her 10 commandments of choosing a psychic. And the article that I read in the beginning is my article on choosing a psychic, which is at voiceofspirit.com and several other places online. It's been picked up um, by different e-zines and things like that and circulated. It was written in, in 2005 was when I posted it online. So if anyone has any other questions, anything you want to know um, regarding how to choose a psychic or any stories or horror stories or good stories about psychics that they've dealt with, then it would be, this is a good time to call. So, Jen, are you there? Yeah, I am. Jen? Yay! I don't know what this is. Why is this doing this? I don't stuff? know. I tried calling back a couple of times. I've had that happen on my show before too, but usually the little hand goes away. So I don't know. Yeah, the little hand's still there. Is it? I don't. Huh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's not even working retrograde. So you went through the commandments, I hear. Yes, I did. So yeah, that was a fun little thing. And you talked about that before, and. As you both know, when or as we both know, when we work with a lot of different psychics and um, all over, we know a lot of different psychics. We tend to run into, well, let's just say the ones that can give us a bad name. So, mm -hmm. um, and then we, there's some very great ones out there. But the problem is, of course, as you know, as well as I do, the, it's the ones that are asking for, like you said, to remove the curse and are asking for all these different things that give us. Um, you know, or the psychic name, a bad, a bad name. So I had a lot of people, and I think you have as well, that has asked, you know, how they choose it, how they choose a psychic. And so I sort of came up with a list because I started seeing people tell me that um, they were going to having people ask to put their hands, you know, on their shoulders or different things, and I was just like, are you sure you're not going to a massage therapist? That is not what we do. <laughs> Did you um, have you ever run across a guy who uh, likes the women to take their shirt off to do the reading? Oh yeah, 
Yep, I've, and that just blows me away, and that's where your intuition comes in, um, which I think that, you know, we all tell our clients is no matter what, I even tell them with me, uh, if your intuition kicks in and you feel like something's not right, I don't care if it's me or whoever, that should trump everything else, flat out. I mean, exactly. if, if, you're get, if you're getting a feeling that you're not comfortable, that um, you're something's wrong, just stop at that point and just, forget about it and move on. There, that should always be put above everything else. And I think I've had clients, which um, maybe you can add in as well, that sometimes they start talking to me and like trying to follow, they almost want to follow everything you're saying and I have to remind them, you know, I'm giving you a, a path, I'm giving you guidance, but if down the road, um, you always need to check your intuition and make sure it aligns with, with what I'm saying. Don't just go with what I'm saying because I told you, you know, that that's... Exactly. You, also, you want to make sure that that's in alignment with your own intuition, your own gut feeling. Because if it feels wrong, I mean, let's face it, all psychics, as, as, as good as me and you are, um, are not 100% accurate, accurate because of the translation that we have to do. So... I tell them, you know, given, let's say that that was the, you know, one of the 10% of the time or something, you just, you should always trust your own intuition because you know your body better, you know, you know your situation better. And so that's why I think people need some rules. Exactly. Exactly. And people need to figure out what is their intuition as opposed to just fear. Usually Mm -hmm. fear you'll feel in your chest and your throat. Whereas your intuition is in your solar plexus. Right, And that's right. a good way to judge is to be aware of your body. Right. And then sometimes in the stomach area as well, but mostly in the solar plexus. But, you know, uh, people, and as you went through it, they, they really, you get the desperate people as well that, that really just need some help and they hold on to everything. But what I like to do, and I know you like to do also, is I like to teach them how to trust their solar plexus area or, you know, how to um, point out why they're making decisions wrong because I, I think that a lot of people in relationships and money and stuff, they just, they tug war with their brain, you know, their brain and their heart. Exactly. And they, the brain wins. And as I just did another article, sometimes your brain has ulterior motives. So you just, <laughs> you never know what, you know, you're struggling with ego, you're struggling with other circumstances up there. So, um, we really need to line them up more with their own intuitive sense, and you shouldn't need to read everybody uh, every week either. That's another biggie, um, which I'm sure you Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so far as uh, following your own intuition and the types of information you should get in readings, one of the things that I, I believe we often give people is an overview of this is why this happened. I'll often get things from the past that people are still holding on to and be like, you know, this is the lesson that was there, and this is where you're supposed to go with this. This was where it was supposed to lead you. Now take it and run with it. And I think a good psychic will give you a larger view of what's happening and, and should be able or often is able to give you a better perspective on where your life needs to go. So we are right. down to one minute. Okay, and well, I'm, I just I'm give your website, like Jennifer. Up. Um, my website is, I have two. It's hawaiipsychicgen.com or jenniferopsychic.com. 
thanks for um, having me, and I will talk to you later. And you'll be talking to our uh, listeners at 10 a.m. on Blog yes, Talk Radio at Hawaii Psychic. Thanks, Sterling. So, thank you. Right. Bye-bye, Jen. Bye. So once again, this is your Metaphysical Minute with Gerilyn St. Joseph, Hawaii Psychic Gerilyn St. Joseph. And the best website for me is psychicinhawaii.com. I also have voiceofspirit.com, which is a personal website, and gabrielstrumpet.net. If you're looking for a good metaphysical store in Hawaii or you'd just like to order some things up, I work also at Gaia Hawaii, which is in Honolulu, and our website there is GaiaHawaiiOnline.com. You can always call me to schedule a reading. I'm in Hawaii, so it would be on Hawaii time, which is five-hour difference from the East Coast, and the call number is 808-261-7866. Remember, nobody really knows what they're doing. You can be afraid or you can be liberated. Be liberated. So with that, I'll be signing off. Tune in next week at 9 a.m. for our next installment of Your Metaphysical Minute. Done. Last time when we were talking, let me make sure.